0: You're now listening to Jesus is the truth with Ashley Moore from Obey Christ. May God bless you. Welcome back to my channel. Thank you guys so much for joining me again for another episode of Jesus is the Truth podcast. Can you guys believe we are in season three? You guys, this is season three, episode one. Can you believe we're already in season three? Honestly, that is crazy. I feel like it's going by so quickly. Um, Of course, I am not complaining, but I'm just saying, like, I cannot believe how quickly it's all going. Uh, I'm excited to share this message with you guys today. Um, But first, I want to just give a shout out to those of you who are listening in via podcast. So whether you're listening in via um, Spotify or uh, Apple Music, Apple music, Apple podcast. I don't know why I always want to say Apple music, probably because Apple music is also a thing. But um, anyway, yeah, you guys know what I mean. (laughs) Shout out to you uh, listening via Apple podcast and those of you listening uh, via Spotify. Uh, And of course, those of you listening via YouTube, I appreciate you guys so much. Don't forget to like and don't forget to subscribe if you haven't subscribed already. This message, as you can see in the title, is all about fighting for what God has promised you. Guys, this is going to be such a good message. I thank the Lord for giving me, uh, for laying it on my heart to speak on this topic. I think it's so important in this hour, again, with sometimes I feel like, well, it's, it's, um, it's tempting to get weary, uh, and well-doing and to, to get tired or to get discouraged sometimes when things are not looking how you think they should look by a certain time or whatever the case is. So that's a very common attack from the enemy overall, but it's really important that we don't sit in it and, um, st- you know, stay in it or get stuck in that mindset or in that way of thinking. So I should have titled this episode something along the lines of the Lord says it's yours for the taking. So that's referring to your promise and uh, you have to fight. So the Lord says it's yours for the taking, but you have to fight. And I have the best example ever (laughs) that I'm going to that I will be referring to in this episode. And it is, of course, the multiple battles that Joshua and the Israelites fought as they took took control and conquered um, and took possession of their literal promised land. Okay, so guys, this could not be, I, honestly, I don't think there's a better example in the Bible uh, to demonstrate my point for this message. So let's start with uh, Deuteronomy chapter... 1 verse 8 and I tried to keep these in chronological order and I think I did yes okay so Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 8 reads see I have given you this land go in and take possession of the land the Lord swore he would give to your fathers to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and to their descendants after them. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 30 reads, The Lord your God who goes before you will himself fight on your behalf, just as he did for you in Egypt before your eyes. Guys, that's such a powerful scripture. That is such a powerful reminder. And of course, I'm going to come back to these uh, passages and I'll reference them throughout the message. But first, I just want to get through the reading. <laughs> so uh, now we're on to Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse eight, where it reads, the Lord is the one who goes ahead of you. He will be with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. Amen. Guys, again, very powerful and uplifting reminders. Um, these is, Guys, this is why it's so important to study the word of God. This is why it's so important to meditate on the word of God. Because it truly does increase your faith. It builds up your, your faith and it strengthens your faith. Okay, so now we're going to move on to Joshua. Joshua chapter 10 verse um, verses 6 through 14 so it reads um actually I should go ahead and give you guys a little bit of background because this is about the Gibeonites okay so the Gibeonites basically just to summarize were a, a group of people <laughs> who um possessed a portion of land in within this promised land that the Lord had uh, promised to give Uh, to the Israelites. And basically there came a time where the Gibeonites heard about how the Israelites were just conquering uh, different kingdoms and nations. And so they got afraid and they were like, oh my goodness, they're coming after us too. We got to do something. So they basically um, sent some men, I want to say it was I can't remember if it was two men or three men, but it was just, you know, a very small group basically of men that they sent, uh, to, um, where the Israelites were camping and, uh, they wore clothing to trick them to believing that they had come from a very far away land when really they were, they were not that far away at all. They were in the land where Joshua and the Israelites were headed, uh, to conquer anyway. So it wasn't even that far away. And, um, but they made him to believe that it was really, really far away basically. And told Joshua that they heard about their God and all the, you know, All these victories they've had and they were just like, look, please make a treaty with us. We don't want any problems. Make a treaty with us and we just want a peace treaty with you, basically. So that way we, um, so that way, you know, you have an alliance with us and vice versa, whatever the case. And Joshua did not seek God about this. He just went ahead ahead and made a decision after he asked, asked a couple questions. He went ahead and made his decision uh, Joshua and the leaders, and they just were like, okay, yeah, cool. So they basically promised not to uh, go to war with them. So they officially had this peace treaty uh, formed, a.k.a. a covenant was made before God uh, with the Gibeonites. And uh, long story short, they found out, they as in Joshua, Joshua now found out that the Gibeonites were actually uh, just around a corner, okay, and they uh, were possessing land that the Lord had promised Joshua and the Israelites, and so Joshua confronted him, them, the leaders of, of the Gibeonites or whatever, and they told them, they just basically confessed to them, we were like, look, we, re- we really just basically didn't want y'all to kill us, we saw what y'all was doing, y'all out here doing damage, and we, we don't want to die, <laughs> So Joshua was like, okay, whatever. We're not going to kill y'all because we're going to keep, we we got to honor our word with the Lord. And we've already made this, this agreement with you guys. We've entered this peace treaty with you. But Joshua ended up cursing them. They said, but you are cursed to be our servants. They didn't even care. They was like, cool. We, we cool with that. We just glad y'all letting us live. <laughs> So Joshua was like, whatever, y'all are going to cut our wood and carry our water. Like literally for the rest of our day, for the rest of your day it's like you, your children's children and your children's children. So y'all that is, that's pretty serious. Like that's when, you know, you have some authority, man, like, which is, I mean, it makes sense. Uh, those of us who have authority, we don't just have authority to bless. We have authority to curse and, um. Yeah, Joshua was definitely walking, very much walking in his authority. And um, he did not take well to the fact that he was tricked. And uh, he kept his word, though. He didn't kill them. They didn't attack the uh, Gibeon. They didn't attack their land. But he made them, he cursed them and made them servants. And the Gibeonites were completely fine with that. (laughs) That just tells you how shook, like, those nations were over there. Okay, so fast forward, all of these other kingdoms are finding out about what's going on. They found out that the Gibeonites had made a a peace treaty with Joshua and the Israelites and they were just like, so all these nations and the kings of these different nations that were spread out across the promised land. Again, this is where Joshua and the Israelites were headed to conquer, right? Um, they were just making their rounds, um, slowly, but surely they were making their rounds and just knocking folks' heads off and conquering land, just like the Lord gave them the authority to do. Uh, but basically, and guys, this is still the background, I'm still providing you guys background, but I'm almost finished. So basically the kingdoms found out (laughs) the surrounding kingdoms throughout the promised land, Uh, found out that the Gibeonites made this peace treaty with Joshua and the Israelites. And so they ganged up among themselves. Like all these kings got the talking and it was like, look, the Gibeonites, they done betrayed us. They out here. They done befriended Joshua and the Israelites. So, and they got one of the strongest armies. Gibeonites had one of the strongest armies apparently in the region One of the largest and strongest, most powerful armies. So it took five kingdoms to gang up against the Gibeonites. One little nation that just tells you how strong their army was, right? And so the Gibeonites, they as soon as they get wind of this, they reach out to Joshua and they're just like, "Please help us." they coming for us, basically, like, the, all these nations ganged up against us, they coming to kill us, you made a peace treaty with us, y'all, our alliance, come save us, right, so Joshua was like, all right, here I come, here we go, <laughs> so he done uh, gathered up the army, When they're headed for Gibeon, they're headed for, uh, this war, so now, With that said, now you have that context, right? Now I can get into Joshua chapter 10, verse six, because I strongly advise you go and read these stories for yourself. They are so just, well, honestly, they're entertaining and um, they're very powerful. There's so much revelation and knowledge and wisdom that one can get from it. And again, it just increases your faith overall, which is so um so necessary. All right, again, guys, Joshua. So I'm in the book of Joshua, chapter ten, verses six through fourteen. It says here The Gibeonites then sent word to Joshua in the camp at Gilgad or Gilgal, Gilgal, Gilgal. I don't know, guys, forgive me about the pronunciation. Do not abandon your servants come up to us quickly and save us, help us, because all the Amorite kings from the hill country have joined forces against us. Verse 7, so Joshua marched up from Gilgal, Gilgal (laughs) with his entire army, including all the best fighting men. Guys, that just speaks volumes. I think Joshua's just like Okay, yeah, Gibeonites are their servants, right? But it's like at the same time, he gonna protect the people he swore to protect. So he's gonna protect them, yes. But he's also going on his own behalf because this is land that the Lord had already promised to Joshua. So just imagine Joshua's confidence in this moment. He's just like, okay, we weren't coming for this part of the land just yet. We was about to do something else. But you know what? Now y'all getting really annoying right like y'all are y'all testing my patience <laughs> so he was like all right we about to <sighs> now y'all about to get y'all heads knocked off i i really i was trying to give y'all extra days <laughs> we wasn't even coming for y'all for another for at least another couple of weeks I, I was over here on the other side okay on the other end of the jordan river and y'all you know, but y'all, y'all calling for us. So now we got to come and answer that call. It was like, Joshua was not playing a round. Do you hear me? <laughs> Lord Jesus, give us this type of confidence, this confidence that Joshua had. I'm going to pick up with verse seven. Okay. So Joshua marched up from Gilgal with his entire army, including all the best fighting men. Verse eight, the Lord said to Joshua, this is the Lord speaking. Okay. Do not be afraid of them. I have given them into your hand. Not one of them will be able to withstand you. Tell me that ain't my God. This is the same God that we serve. And he was speaking to one of his children. Joshua. So are you trying to tell me now that he won't do the same for, okay, I'm going to get there. Verse nine, after an all night march, all night, Joshua was determined. I need y'all to keep this in mind. After an all night march from Gilgal, Joshua took them by surprise. The Lord threw them into confusion. The Lord, okay, the Lord threw them into confusion before Israel. So Joshua and the Israelites defeated them completely at Gibeon. Israel pursued them along the road, going up to Beth Horn and cut them down all the way to Azek, Azekai or Zaka, Azeka and Makeda, Makeda, Azeka and Makeda. God forgive me about the names. So basically they were strategic in how they were kind of, Navigating the battlefield basically, and uh, verse 11 says, As they fled before Israel on the road down from Beth Horon to Azekai or Azekah, Azekah, the Lord hurled large hailstones down on them, and more of them died from the hail than were killed by the swords of the Israelites. So, as some of them tried to escape. The Lord made hailstones rain down from the sky, from heaven, and that killed more of them than the Israelites actually killed them. Guys, do you hear this? Verse 12, on the day the Lord gave the Amorites over to Israel, Joshua said to the Lord in the presence of Israel, son, stand still over Gibeon. Guys, this is my favorite part. And you, moon, over the valley of Aizhalon. Ajalon, Ajalan. Guys, I feel like I'm butchering these names. I feel so bad about that. Okay, verse 13. So the sun stood still and the moon stopped till the nation avenged itself on its enemies. As it is written in the book of Jashar, the sun stopped in the middle of the sky and delayed going down about a full day. There has never been a day like it before or since. A day when the Lord listened to a human being. Surely the Lord was fighting for Israel. <laughs> oh my God! You guys. Okay, this is the last passage. Joshua chapter 10 verses 24 through 26. Okay, so this is the last passage, you guys. And it literally is picking up in the same like context. Okay. So it's just, all I did was skip a few verses, but it's the same chapter, uh, Joshua chapter 10, verse 24 through, uh, verses 24 through 26. And it says when they had brought the Kings to Joshua, he summoned all the men of Israel and said to the... Okay, I should give you guys a little, tiny bit of context. This The kings ended up escaping. Remember I told you a bunch of nations ganged up against Gibeon? Okay, those bunch of nations were about five different kingdoms, right? So the five kings escaped the war. They saw that they people was going down. They was like, they just ran off into a cave. <laughs> and they thought they were going to spare their lives this way. Of course, they're, so they're, they escaped. But of course, uh, the Israelites found them. And it says here, when they had brought the kings to Joshua, so the Israelites got him out of the cave, brought them to Joshua, he summoned all the men of Israel. So Joshua said to all of the men of Israel, <laughs> he summoned all the men of Israel and said to the army commanders who had accompanied him, come here and put your feet on the necks of these kings. So he said all, to all the Israelites, y'all come and watch this. Y'all, this is, this is so deep. I don't know if y'all understand. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish, I'm gonna finish. So basically the kings, they're enemies, right? These are the, the Israelites' enemies. Okay, Joshua tells all, the, these are five different kings from five different kingdoms. Joshua tells the Israelites, y'all come and this." basically. And then he told the commanders of the army of Israel, okay, so the different commanders of the army of Israel, he told them to come forth. And he said, come here and put your feet on the necks of these kings. So the commanders came forward and put their feet on their necks. Verse 25, do not be afraid or discouraged, Joshua said. Be strong and courageous, for the Lord will do this to all the enemies you fight. (sighs) After this, Joshua struck down and killed the kings, and he hung their bodies on five trees and left them there until evening. You guys, who said Christians... (laughs) were scary who said Christians were not capable who said Christians were weak you guys this is awesome (laughs) this is awesome news it's awesome news for me it's awesome news for you it's awesome news for the children of God, okay, the members of the body of Christ, we are more than conquerors. The Lord God Himself goes before us. This right here, guys, first of all, I honestly could just, if I really wanted to dissect all, everything I just read to you guys, it would easily, I don't know, be a good 10 hours of lessons. Like that's easily, easily, if I really wanted to dissect this whole thing, we don't have that kind of time right now, (laughs) but so I'm going to get my point out about what I want you to take away from this, at least right now in this season, in this very moment, I need you guys to understand truly who you belong to and who you are in the body of Christ. You have got to understand this in order to understand that you already have the victory. The same God that fought for Joshua and the Israelites when they went on to cross over the Jordan River and conquer all of that land. And actually, the, uh, the Israelites conquered land and kingdoms and nations on all sides of the Jordan River, the east, the west, the north and the south. Okay. Read Deuteronomy, read the book of Joshua. It's amazing. And I don't mean just race through it and read it. I mean, read it a couple of times, like really let it sink in because I know a lot of these stories are familiar to you, but it hasn't really sunken in. Like go back and read it again, go back and read it again and study it, meditate on it. Okay. Okay. Whatever it takes to increase your faith, which again is the hearing of the word of God, which is why I like so much to make sure to include passages from the Bible in all of my uh, Jesus is the truth podcast episodes. Not only because not only is it smart, obviously, to build a strong foundation on the word of God, which is the truth, but I also know it serves the purpose of building up your faith. And um, you could just never get enough. Like we can never get enough of hearing the the word of God, quite frankly. So what I want you guys to remember, what I want you guys to take away from this is the fact that we already have the victory in Christ Jesus. As long as we follow Christ. Uh, there's another example, and I didn't include it in here, but there's an example of being very diligent about following the Lord's instructions otherwise there there will be consequences to pay is when shortly after Israel took over uh, or conquered uh the kingdom of Jericho or the city of Jericho they were specifically told not to touch the plunder or the 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 gold the silver and all of these things instead they was supposed to be devoted to the Lord it was supposed to be offered to the Lord, and yeah this belonged to the Lord basically do not touch it, and a and a man named Achan or Achan, um, I like to remember him as the man that said I can, um because he thought he was an exception, so. <laughs> So, anyway, I just remember his name is spelled A and then C-H-A-N, I believe. So, I just say, I can because I feel like that's what he was saying when he grabbed it and he hid it under his tent and did the opposite of what the Lord told him to do. By the way, putting the whole nation of Israel at risk because shortly after that, Joshua sent men to spy out the the city of ai or the 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 kingdom of i um a i that is and uh long story short, he ended up sending uh about three thousand men from his army and uh s- some of them ended up getting defeated, some of them weren't killed, not a lot of them it was under a hundred, but some of them ended up getting killed and this was new, okay. You have to understand up until this point, the Israelites did not die. The Israelites did not fail. Not only did some of them die in that first attempt at attacking i e but they were basically ran off like the rest of them just ended up running back uh to the israelites camp and um basically running away from the army because otherwise they all would have died. And so Joshua was completely perplexed and distraught and desperate. And he cried out to the Lord. And that's when the Lord revealed to him that basically you got a thief in the camp and I'm not pleased. That's why I didn't go with y'all that that battle. And unless y'all get rid of that thief, unless y'all clean house, and handle and address that issue of sin in the camp and disobedience and rebellion in the camp unless y'all address that I won't I won't be with y'all moving forward either so they addressed it immediately long story short Akan and I believe his entire family ended up getting stoned to death uh like I said long story short because they actually went through a process to figure out that it was him and Akan can Akan, Akan, Akan however you say his name He ended up confessing that he sinned against the Lord and he stole. Um, So they addressed it. They handled it. And uh, after that, the Lord said, okay, all is well. I am with you guys. Go ahead and fight. A.E. I've handed it over to you guys. It's already, it already belongs to you. So they went and conquered AI and all of the people in it. And get this, the Lord actually told them you guys can keep the plunder. So all the silver, all the gold, any spoils, all that stuff, it belongs to you. So once you conquer the land, take whatever you want, you know, all the riches of it, it belongs to you. So if Achan, I I can would have just held out just a little while longer, he would have realized the next city was theirs. He didn't have to disobey God for Jericho, but he was so desperate and so distrusting, okay? Because think about it for him to have stolen after the Lord specifically told him not to touch those things. And he went ahead and did it anyway. That mind you, after knowing who God is, like it was very evident at this point, how powerful God was and is, and he was willing to take that risk. Must have been driven by a spirit of fear. He was uh, fearful that his family would, Lack or wouldn't have enough in the future. So he called himself trying to store something away, a little something, something for them to have to pull from if need be in the future or whatever. Instead of him thinking, you know, the Lord tell- is telling us not touch this. Maybe the Lord has something better in store for us. Somehow, some way I-, I just know the Lord will take care of us and we won't go without. Instead of him having that mindset, he <laughs> gave into the spirit of fear and temptation, and rebelled, and was worse off, because not only did he kill himself and his whole family, because they were sentenced to death, essentially, um, but some men from from Israel's army ended up dying as well. So what I want you guys to take away from this (laughs) message is that You already have the victory. We have got to have the same tenacity and determination as Joshua did and Moses before him. Okay, Joshua was not playing around when it came to conquering these cities and these nations and these kingdoms. The Lord said, go, Joshua went. The Lord said to Moses and to Joshua and to all of Israel, I have a land for you. this land is promised to you. it belongs to you. I'm giving this land to you. but guys, they still had to fight for it quite literally in this case. a, a lot of what of what we're doing a lot of what God has promised us is not going to require us to strap up and go to war like in the physical realm. Instead, it's just more so of a mental and spiritual battle, which by the way, your mental battle is also spiritual. Okay. But my point is, guys, we have to fight. The Lord said it belongs to you. The Lord Lord says it's already yours. It's yours for the taking. But my question to you is where is your fight? The problem with a lot of you, I feel like is, and by the way, I can speak to this because I've been there. Okay, so I'm not speaking from a place of, you know, as if I've never been there and I don't know what you're feeling. I can speak to this issue because I've been in that place. The problem is you want the Lord to do it all for you. And you, not only that, but you want it to happen like this quickly. As quickly as I can snap my fingers. That's how quickly you want things to happen for you. The Lord said you were going to get the big house in the neighborhood you've always desired to live in. The Lord said you were going to get the job you've always desired to have. The Lord said you were going to have a successful business. The one you've always dreamed of. The Lord says you were going to go to the nations. The Lord said all these things. Maybe the Lord prophesied to you in part. Maybe you've been ministered to and and different people have confirmed different ministers, different Holy Spirit field leaders that you trust and you know They hear from God. Maybe they've confirmed these things to you, yet you don't really see it coming to pass. My question to you is what are you doing to help it come to pass? Faith without works is what? It's dead, meaning it's it's no longer alive. You guys, if you want to keep your dream alive, your promise, if you want it to remain alive, you want to see it come to pass here in the earth, you want to be prosperous here in the earth, you want to go and be successful in in doing everything that God called you to do here in the earth. Let us be good stewards. Let us be good stewards of what the Lord has gifted us with and let us be obedient to the call of God on our lives he has commanded us to come forth and to do what what he called us to do which is to fulfill uh our purpose here in the earth and I just want to encourage you all not to be afraid I feel like a lot of people are afraid for whatever reason and I want to let you know that the Lord goes before you and maybe you're real, you're sure that the Lord is with you, maybe you're sure that you have the gifts, you have the talent uh, and the anointing, okay, to succeed in whatever it is that you're thinking about doing, Um, but you're under the impression that you don't have to fight for it or that you won't come up against opposition, and so I'm here to correct that thinking and let you know that you actually will, in fact, come up against opposition because the enemy does not want you to walk into your promise. Again, guys, I'm going to reference the nation of Israel and their leader, Joshua, who um, after Moses died, Joshua took over and went ahead and led them into the promised land. And they began to conquer the promised land, literally kingdom by kingdom. Okay. Okay. Little by little nation by nation, they were just conquering the, their promised land. And, uh, if you continue to read on, you'll find out that the Lord told them not only to, when they go and conquer these kingdoms and these nations to literally destroy everything, drive out the people. Okay. Don't leave people behind kill, uh, kill and destroy and also destroy everything that they did in those, uh, kingdoms because a lot of them worshiped false gods, like, uh, Baal or Baal and, uh, and these things like that. So the Lord was like, tear down their, uh, their altars to their idols. So, So their altars of idolatry, literally destroy them destroy their asherah poles tear that stuff down break it down burn it destroy 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 and drive those people out so the israelites honestly they weren't obedient in that and some of the nations some of these kingdoms they left some of the stuff up or they would leave some of the people there and just let them live among them which later caused issues as you go on to read in uh, judges but my point is this guys, we have got to not only get a mindset that we're going to fight, but we have to get the mindset and adopt them. We have to adopt the mindset that we will obey what the Lord has said uh, and what he's instructed us to do. Guys, it's, It may not always make sense in the moment, but we have to realize that it's ultimately for our our own good. So just want to let you know, and I want to give you this word of encouragement (laughs) that you are not alone, but the Lord has gone before you and he truly has already given over to you your promise. Okay. The promise is already there for the taking. It's a matter of whether or not you're willing to come forth and do your part to get it. That's what Joshua and the Israelites had to do. The promised land was there for the taking. Literally time after time again, the Lord confirmed this to Joshua. He would say, okay, go ahead and go into Jericho. I've, I've given you over the kings. He said, okay. and They went to, to fight on behalf of the, uh, the Gibeonites. Uh, the Lord was confirmed to them as uh, then that he's already given over to him all of the king the whole nation all of those nations and the people over and over again the lord is confirming to you even through different ministers even whether it's through prophecy words, whether it's through different ministers on social media whether it's like encounters you've had directly in person and people confirm it to you or you have encountered, you've had encounters in prayer or in dreams and visions, and he's shown you different things. He's shown you your future or the some, some of the things he has for you. So however the Lord has shown you, whatever means he used to to show you what he has for you, um, I want you to hold on to that and I want you to chase after it literally knocking down obstacles along the way so whatever obstacles that want to pop up in your way I literally see a track star like I have a vision right now of a track star running like you know how they run their races when they do the and they jump over those hurdles are they called hurdles I forget guys that just shows you how much I know about sports and track and field and all these things but you know, those things that they jump over as they run, like they're literally sprinting and jumping over these bars as they're, I I know you guys are probably like screaming at the, I apologize you guys (laughs) for your frustration, for causing that frustration, but I don't remember what it's called. I want to say it's called hurdling, or hurdles. I'm sure I'll correct myself on the screen and I will be mad at myself too, but but my point is this is how we have to be. We have to have that kind of mindset like, you know what, if whatever it comes, I know it ain't it ain't going to destroy me because it says in God's words. It said in because it says in the word of God that no weapon, okay? Absolutely no weapon formed against me will prosper. Again, perfectly demonstrated. Throughout all these battles that Joshua led the Israelites in, okay? So every battle that the Lord ordained and the Lord was with them, they didn't get hurt. The Lord basically fought. You saw, I read, I just read to you how the Lord had hailstones come out of the sky to literally rain on some of these, um, soldiers and some of these armies that wiped out most of them. And the Israelites didn't even have to worry about fighting like half of the battle or whatever the case. Like, if anything, the Lord was just teaching them to one, obey and two, y'all ain't no, gonna be no punks. Like, you are going to know you're going to be trained to fight. You're going to understand warfare and how this whole thing works because I want you to have the knowledge. I want you to have the wisdom. That's what the Lord is saying. So as it pertains to our business, the Lord wants us to have the knowledge. He wants us to go through certain obstacles so that way we can uh acquire new skills so that way we can go through certain trials and tribulations that will better equip us uh for w- what's ahead um it says in the word of god to study he instructs us to study to show ourselves approved guys He is not in the business of just raising up some spoiled children. The the whole world belongs. the, the, The Lord can give you whatever he wants to give you. That's not the question. It's not a matter of if he can make a way or if he can give you things or if he has, you know, of course, the Lord provides. Of course, he is the ultimate resource. Of course, he can provide all of our needs and some. That's not the question. The question is, in this case how willing you are, how willing I am to go after what God has called us to do. Not only that, but how seriously we take it. It's easy to say you want everything God has for you while you're in the mindset that he's just going to drop it in your lap. But (laughs) it gets more complicated when he starts asking you, okay, you're going to have to go here and be there for a while and do XYZ once you've finished that then I'll take you th- to this place and then you're gonna have to turn left then you're gonna have to turn right then you're gonna have to do this and then and all of this it may s- it's not God's honestly it is ultimately for our own good because we're learning things along the way okay he's equipping us he's thickening our skin too okay because we're we're learning all sorts of lessons not just in the business world for those of you who are my fellow entrepreneurs out there not only are we learning things in the business world but we're also learning things morally like and understanding are we really in this because we love the lord are we in this to please people are we in here in this to please man because man is fickle and when I tell you one thing for certain that you will learn as an entrepreneur oftentimes and I didn't realize this I mean I kind of got a little taste of it some years prior when I first launched um other businesses I won't go into that now but obey Christ is not my first business that I've launched um I've launched other businesses in the past but Uh, They definitely ultimately failed. I was not super serious. I wasn't serious enough about it, and I just anyway, yeah. Long story short, but my point is, I got a taste of it back then of how oftentimes you'll find that it's strangers who will support you more than the people you actually know personally. Um, oftentimes, and yeah, that does end up toughening toughening you up a little bit because it's just like well how is this like that's so strange like why is it this way but again it's just uh, it it, it, there's a lesson in it right there's a lesson in that and also when um when the numbers don't look right when people aren't maybe supporting you at how you think they ought to be supporting you at at a certain stage in your business whatever the case is whatever it looks like okay My point is, all of that is a lesson still, because now the Lord is saying, who are you doing this for? If the people are not there, will you still serve me? If the people are not watching, if the people are not liking, if the people are not following, will you still follow me? Will you still do what I told you to do? Even if it's for an audience of one. The point is, you guys, we got to be sure of our election. We have to be sure of our decision to serve the most high God. And we have to be sure of our motivation, like our motives. And if you're not sure, if you're on the fence, oh, the Lord will rattle that fence. He's going to shake it until you fall off on one side or the other. So the idea is to keep pressing forward. The idea is is to stay focused on God alone, not on man, not on man's approval or lack thereof. Not on any of these things, guys, but to just keep our eyes stayed on him at all times and not look to the left or to the right. This is what the Lord wants. He's showing you something. He's showing us something. He's teaching us something in all of this. There is a lesson in all of it. And the question is, are you willing to get the lesson so that you can go on to your next level? Because as soon as you pass that test, you'll go on to the next level and and there, (laughs) therein will be another test, but it'll be a more advanced test because you're advancing now. You're advancing on your journey. You're learning more and you are getting wiser. You are getting smarter. All of this with the help of the Holy Spirit. So guys, that's all I wanted to say was keep fighting. Yeah, I just want to challenge you to consider everything i've just said to you <laughs> and to reconsider um if you have given up recently on some plans that you know the lord placed on your heart to, to 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 carry out i challenge you to pick up that notebook pick up that paper wherever it is you wrote it down and if you have and if you didn't write it down Guys, that just tells me right then and there, you weren't taking it very seriously to begin with. So please write it down. Pray over it. Seek the Lord's face. Get instructions from the Lord. I just want to let you guys know you have got to fight for your promise. Uh, You're not exempt. I'm not exempt. It's not just going to fall in our lap. Some things, some blessings will just fall in our lap. The Lord can do that, right? But... A lot of things, especially those things that um, are tied to our purpose and our assignment, oftentimes they won't come easy. Just think about if it did, everyone would be doing it. Okay. So the Lord wants us to show ourselves approved. He's not. I don't know. I feel like it's just kind of sad how people in the world um, are more diligent in this way. Oftentimes they work, they work very, very hard to show themselves approved, to get that job that they want in corporate to, you know, or at that law firm that whatever they go, they study all the long hours for years and years on end to get the job at the law firm in the prestigious, at the prestigious law firm, uh, whatever in the big city, like, you know what I mean? Like, they may complain along the way, but they still, they don't at any point consider that they would still be able to get it if they didn't go the long way, the the hard road. Like they know and understand it's going to take what it takes, but it'll be worth it in the end. Why don't Christians have that mindset? I feel like more Christians need to have that mindset Like fight for what you want. Why are people in the world fighting harder for what they want? And that's without the whole the Holy Spirit ain't even in them. With the Holy Spirit in us, we at least have an advantage. Trust God's chase after him and don't stop chasing after him. Okay? What God has for you really is truly for you. It's for you. So go for it. (laughs) all right guys on the note i'm gonna leave you may god bless you thank you guys so much for listening in that is episode one of season three guys wrapped up (laughs) all right guys i'll talk to you later